boosting the local startup ecosystems and Moody's revises Egypt's credit rating outlook to negative. Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your Pulse on Everything Business in Africa. I am Mr. Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial and you can find me at Mr. Dong. The startup ecosystem can only thrive when its players are working hand in hand. Even though both the public and private sectors can make a substantial impact, there are certain steps that only the public or private sector can take to improve the startup ecosystem and make it a better place for entrepreneurs and startup founders. In this episode, Arthur Mukembo, team lead at Future Lab Studio, joins us to expound on building more robust, smarter and connected startup ecosystems. In Africa, we have four major ecosystems. How do we learn from them to upscale the other ecosystems? Why is it that, for example, the Ugandan ecosystem is not as competitive as the big four, for lack of a better word? So normally when you speak African ecosystems, you're looking at Egypt, you're looking at Nigeria, there's Kenya, there's South Africa. Those are the kind of heavyweights, right? Uh, but what we're saying is that even beyond those anchor uh, sort of players or anchor ecosystems, there's also very vibrant ones. But again, I think over time, one of the reasons why we do events like this and we continue to do the interventions that we do is to shine a light on the fact that A, that critical talent exists in this market. B, there is a structure in which you can bring in capital to enable that talent to realize their idea. And C, that talent needs inspiration and exposure for them to know that what they're doing can actually scale internationally. Once you begin to have that interesting ecosystem of ideas, uh, meeting the right environment to be able to execute them and finding what we call stage relevant capital, you have the ingredients of what will then become eventually uh, an, an ecosystem as strong as a Kenya or a Nigerian type ecosystem. So what we're doing here today is to unpack where are the gaps in our ecosystem to position us to now plug those and be able to attract the right capital, the right technical partners or technical assistance around what we're doing as startups in this ecosystem, and also to expose our young entrepreneurs and innovators to the many possibilities that are out there. How many people have worked on ideas that are in the ride hailing space, that are in the agricultural value chain uh, space, that are in many other sectors which they've tackled properly, could also scale into other markets across the world? That's what we're trying to inspire ourselves to do. How do you create an ecosystem where anyone who has a good idea, the passion, the commitment to do it, and uh, the team to support them in working that journey can come in and work with you all the way from idea stage up to exit to find the best pathway forward, not just to execute in Uganda, but to do so at scale across Africa and then to multiply across the world. One of our main exports needs to be the startups and the ideas that they're working on. We're here to create the environment that enables that to happen. While there's a push for policy in many countries, your focus has been more around boosting local ecosystems. Why is that? I think uh, in, in, in many of our discussions around policy, uh, it's not a case of either government's not doing enough or uh, government is not doing the thing that we expect. Uh, sometimes for you to be in the right position to get the support that you need, you need to understand where your problems are or where your issues are as a particular ecosystem. So part of what we're doing today is to map out in an ideal utopian context, uh, in the ideal scenario, this is the kind of environment we'd want to surround our startups with for them to be able to thrive. What we then want to do is to reflect on, okay, the current environment we're in today from a legal perspective or a regulatory perspective, uh, from an ecosystem perspective and the support we're able to offer from the partners we've convened, what's the distance between where we would like to be and where we are right now? 
And having reconciled that distance, we then say, okay, so who do we need to engage to begin to plug this? So one of the key things we're going to do is to kind of map out uh, that entire ecosystem from idea to exit. Then having mapped that out to find who are the key players in the region who are able to complete the entire value chain of support to ecosystems or those who are, you know, one, two, three steps in the process. And therefore, how do we come together to say, hey, you know, how do you build on capacity here or how do you partner to help plug the gap that you don't currently meet? Once we've understood it at the entrepreneur support level, it's then to communicate to our peers. Uh, so, so people like government, uh, you have other enablers, uh, you know, you know, uh, your foreign uh, funders, uh, you have enablers like the corporate ecosystem. Um, so sometimes what we work on as startups cannot take off unless you have large corporate offtake. So how are you encouraging companies as well to embrace innovation, to create environments where they can collaborate with startups, uh, environments where they're creating opportunities for these startups to co-create with them, right? So on and so forth. If we deal with the environment in which these startups play, we'll begin to get um, the kind of support that we need from the regulatory perspective. Ultimately, young people in Africa are the lifeblood of this country. I think close to 8 in 10 of Ugandans are 30 years and below. So there's a, a tremendous potential uh, in empowering the startup ecosystem. So that's why we're saying, how do we come together to create an environment where we're showcasing success and then leveraging those successes to galvanize as much broad context of support as possible, not just locally here, but across the ecosystems we play in. Uh, for us, we really like collaborating across ecosystems, but then fundamentally as well, how do we tell our stories broadly internationally so that we get capital, we get market linkages, we get all the support that's necessary to help an entrepreneur thrive. Ultimately, you should be anyone who has the, you know, found a, a very interesting problem to attack. You've put together a team, you've put together an initial product. You should be able to find a place where you can go that helps you build on that and scale it until the point where you can expand internationally. We think that we can create that environment as entrepreneur support organizations, and that's what's motivating us today. That was Atha Mukembo, team lead at Future Love Studios. A quick review of Yellow Stories making it into the podcast. The African Development Bank says Africa needs an annual investment of between 32 to $40 billion along the energy value chain to achieve universal access for electricity by 2030. The Africa Development Bank's African Outlook 2022 was unveiled at the bank's annual meeting, said the findings were done under the bank's new deal on energy for Africa. The outlook revealed that a total annual climate financing gap for energy and the new deal stood at $17 to $25 billion. The other continent's large economies like Egypt, Nigeria and South Africa accounted for about 33% of the gap. The outlook said about $15.5 billion, which represents about 26% of the total climate finance inflows to Africa, were channeled to the energy sector between 2019 and 2020. It said despite energy being the most funded sector on the continent, resources mobilized so far were dwarfed by Africa's energy investment needs. The outlook said developed countries should demonstrate political will to address climate adaptation and mitigation challenges in developing countries. Mozambique's central bank left its benchmark interest rate steady at 15.25% during its May 2022 meeting, leaving borrowing costs at the highest level since 2018. Policymakers said the decision was made amid projections that the current rate can maintain inflation at single-digit levels in the medium term. The central bank noted that current economic conditions remain uncertain due to the geopolitical tension in Europe, with supply constraints pushing short-term inflation on the upside. Mozambique's inflation accelerated to 7.9% in March, 
largely due to higher prices for energy and fuel. Moody's Investor Service revised Egypt's sovereign credit rating outlook to negative from stable and affirmed the debt grade at B2 citing as main driver behind the decision, the rising downside risks in light of a significant narrowing in the foreign exchange reserve buffer to meet upcoming external debt service payments. The agency also noted that the country faces political risk as spiraling wheat prices due to the Ukraine-Russia conflict could raise social tensions. Standard & Poor's credit rating for Egypt stands at B with a stable outlook. Fitch's credit rating for Egypt was last reported at B plus with a stable outlook. And a quick look at the markets. Cocoa futures on the International Commodity Exchange rose above the 2,450 US dollars, the most in a week amid reduced exports from top growing regions. A decline in cocoa supplies from Nigeria, the world's fourth largest cocoa producer, sparked short covering after data showed Nigeria's April cocoa exports fell 61% year-on-year to 12,497 metric tons. Further supporting the prices were signs of stronger global demand. Gepex, a cocoa exporter group that includes six of the world's biggest cocoa grinders, reported in May that the group processed 49,148 metric tons of cocoa in April, up 16.3% on year. Meanwhile, the International Cocoa Organization projected the global 2021-2022 cocoa production would fall by 5.2% on a year-to-year basis from 4.95 million metric tons, a record 5.2% in 2020-2021, leading to a deficit of 181,000 metric tons in the world market from a surplus of 200 and at 15,000 in 2020-2021. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial. And you can find me at the doc.